Oh, hey, everyone. It's Casey with a K. <laughs> What's up? I haven't been on here in a minute. Not in a hot minute. Nova's right here. She says hi. What's up, everyone? Hope you've all been thriving. A lot has happened <laughs> the past few weeks, okay? Elephant in the room. My living room couch hasn't been going up every Monday. First off, let's just start from the biggest thing that happened today. I quit my job. I quit my nine to five. (laughs) I had enough. Okay. There's a lot that's going into this, but the biggest thing is that I'm not going to make any promises. I don't know if you guys heard that little notification, but something just went off on my MacBook. So if you heard that disregard, the biggest thing is I'm not going to make any promises, okay, because that's what we, me and Aaron, we've been doing that a lot. We make these promises and then we don't keep them and then we look like assholes, okay? So I'm not trying to look like an asshole anymore. And it's one of my biggest flaws is like over-promising and under-delivering. I own it. I'm working on it. Work in progress. But now that I no longer have a nine-to-five and this is my full-time gig, this among other things, I think, I think I'm going to be able to get MLRC episodes out every single Monday and it's tempting episodes on Friday. So yes, that is the good thing about me quitting the nine to five. Also, there's a lot of good things about quitting the nine to five, but that's like number one is now podcasting is just going to be a lot easier when I'm not like dying at the end of my work day, you know? So why did I quit the nine to five? If you guys have been listening to my podcasts the past like six months to a year, maybe a little bit longer than a year, I've been just like just feeling like things need to change in my life. Can't explain it. It's just like a deep inner knowing, okay, like that things need to change, okay? So I've been like wrestling with this fact, okay? I've like I think you guys have even heard it on these podcasts. Like I've like left other jobs and then I started new jobs because I'm just the nine to five is my comfort zone. You guys like it's ingrained in me. It's what I know. It's just like I can go to work, do the bare minimum, get a paycheck and go home. You know, it's just there's retirement, 401k, health insurance, you know, it's just stable. It's just it's what I know. It's my comfort zone. It's where it's at. However as you also all know, is podcasting is kind of my thing. I love it. I'm here for it. People have told me I'm good at it. So it's kind of what I want to be doing. I want to do content creation. I want to do podcasting. I want to produce podcasts. That is the route that I am trying to go. I want to be an entertainer. So what has been happening lately is I have been getting a lot of opportunities. Knock on wood. Okay, knock on wood. I've been getting opportunities. My life has been getting a little bit crazy, a little bit exciting in very good ways. I'm very thankful. It's amazing. I have so many fun things coming up. But the nine to five was kind kind of put in a damper on things, okay? Because there's like opportunities and events and like networking things that I was having to, I couldn't go to because they're on like a Wednesday at like two o'clock or they're not in the state. They're somewhere else. And like, I would have to take a day off of work and use a sick day. It was just getting to the point where I was half-assing both of them. Okay. I was half-assing my nine to five and they could tell because I'm like out of town all the freaking time, always (laughs) asking for time off, 
always having to leave early because I have like an event that night and I'm just like not giving it my all at my nine to five. Okay. At all. I'm not there. I'm like editing videos and like podcasts, like in my break room. Like it's just, it's not okay. And then on top of that podcasting and like content creation, I like my freaking Instagram has absolutely no business strategy at all whatsoever. Like I was talking to Nicole about it. It's like I should be posting like two re- at least two reels a week, three posts on my feed. I should have like a content calendar. Like there needs to be like a theme to my Instagram branding. It should be a business tool and it's not. It's basically just like an online diary with like Instagram stories, okay? So I'm not like doing what I need to be doing for my Instagram. I have people reaching out to me wanting me to produce their podcast and like I'm not going all in with that. I'm behind on like editing my own shit and it's just I'm half-assing two things and what I need to be doing is putting my either my all into the nine to five or my all into myself and what I want to do. And today, I can't explain it, but I was like, fuck it. <laughs> I'm going all in on myself, okay? But I, okay, I it wasn't really just like, fuck it. What really happened is I've been like dealing with this situation. I've been missing opportunities. Friday night, I went to dinner with Katie, Nicole, our friend Sorme, Nicole's mom and Sorme's mom. Um, my mom, I, of course I would have invited her, but she is out in Calabasas, like nowhere near where we were, where we were at. And she like works all day. And yeah. So anyways, that is what happened. We all went to dinner and life came up and they were like, Casey, what's going on with you? Blah, blah. And I was like, honestly, you guys, I don't know what to do because I feel like I'm at this point where I just need to like take the freaking jump, you know? And they were like, Nicole, she always keeps it real with me. And she's one of the most successful humans I've ever met in my life. So I take her advice seriously. And Katie, same thing. She's also self-employed. They were like, you just have to do it because you're never going to be successful when you're putting half of yourself into your nine to five and then half of yourself into content creation. You have to put 110% of yourself into one of them. And they were like, you know, for a fact, if you did it, like 110% into yourself, you would be successful. Like Nicole and Katie, like all my friends, anyone that like knows me really well, they know what I'm capable of. And I'm my own biggest enemy. I think I'm just scared. So I just hold myself back. So today I, (laughs) I jumped, you guys, I can't even explain it. Sent in my resignation letter. I'm getting my final pay and I'm packing for Miami. Okay. Just for the weekend. But (laughs) I'm like, okay, tomorrow I'm going to wake up bright and early, take my dog on a walk. I'm going to work out. I'm going to make myself breakfast. I'm going to get a content calendar going. I'm going to start making some reels. I'm going to start editing some podcasts, getting some clients. I mean, I'm just going balls to the wall. I'm sending out emails to brands, some brands I already have like relationships with. I'm getting sponsorships. I'm going balls to the fucking wall. You guys, sometime in 2023, I'm calling it right now. What's today? March 27th, 2023. Sometime in 2023, there's a 99.9% chance I am breaking the internet. I don't know what I'm doing. It's going to be positive though. I'm going to break the internet. Okay, period. Manifesting it, putting it out into the universe. So that's where we're at, you guys. Quit the nine to five. Oh. Yeah, it feels good. I'm not going to lie. Relieved. And then I just, so this is going to sound so crazy, you guys. I like believe in God and I also like believe in manifestation. Okay, both. I'm big on faith. 
one of my like little manifestation like signs because my dream car my dream car I've never had like a nice car you guys I've talked about this before I've always had like kind of old piece of shit crappy cars besides my Toyota RAV4 that was really cute but I sold that I've never had like a really nice car my dream car is a matte black g-wagon I'm talking like mafia style okay like I just want to be rolling around in my custom matte black g-wagon right after I quit my job today and that's one of my signs you guys whenever I see one I'm like oh there's the sign I'm on the right track and I know this sounds insane okay I'm putting it out there to you all I know that it sounds insane but it's just my little sign literally right after I quit my job I was like walking around I saw like eight matte black g-wagons I was like okay god I hear you I'm on the right track here we go let's go balls to the wall don't let me fail I'm a little terrified. I'm a little panicked. I'm rambling right now because I'm like, holy shit, what did I do? But it feels right. It really fucking feels right. And I just know for a fact, like I've just gone through so much where I'm just like, I can do this. I can, I can do this. <laughs> I know I can. It's out of my comfort zone. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, but I can do this. So on the bright side, you guys, we're going to be getting podcasts, hopefully on a regular basis. Um, <laughs> the last few weeks, because I obviously I've been a lot has been going on, you guys, truly like life's been really weird since like January 1st, 2023. It feels like 500 million things have happened the past few months. But then I realize it's really just been like January, February and March. It's only been three months, but a lot has fucking happened. So I have been just like writing random little notes of because as you all know, this podcast really has no rhyme or reason. It's just me talking about random shit that you guys say that you like to hear about. Okay. Maybe one day it will be a little bit more like less manic, less unhinged, more <laughs> like organized. But right now it's just like when I think of random shit, I put it in my notes app and then we talk about it on this pod. So for the past few weeks, well, I've just been living and all over the fucking place. I've been writing shit down. Stuff that we should talk about. Well, that I'm going to talk about and hopefully you'll like it. Oh, also about my dad. So if any of you guys don't know, it has been raining in LA until the past like two days for like a month straight, like pretty crazy rain for LA. Okay. And where my parents live, first off, let me explain something to you for anyone that doesn't get it. Okay. Because there's I know people that don't understand, like, why does everyone act crazy in L.A. when it rains? Like, it's a little bit of rain. Okay. The streets of L.A. were our sewage system and drainage system was not built for a massive amount of rainwater. Okay. So when it rains and pours the way it's been raining and pouring, flash floods are like a real thing because the water literally has nowhere to go. So it's actually very dangerous <laughs> when it rains in L.A. A a lot or in especially for like days at a time because there's flash floods because the water literally has nowhere to go because LA was not built for that kind of weather our drainage system so that's like one thing why I don't really like driving in rain I'm getting to the point I promise number two my parents live in Calabasas if you guys don't know what well actually now they live in a little like city right next door to Calabasas called Oak Park but it's basically all the same, like Calabasas, Agora Hills, Oak Park, Westlake Village. It's all like one little bubble on the very edge of like L.A. County. I think actually like Calabasas and Agora Hills. 
Actually, I know what it is. Calabasas is the last full city of L.A. County. Half of Agora Hills is L.A. County and half of Agora Hills is Ventura County. And then I think Westlake Village and Oak Park is both Ventura County. But anyways, they're all tiny little bubble cities in the middle of the Santa Monica Mountains, like on the other side of the canyon from Malibu. Okay. All this little bubble. It's a very small area. So when it rains over there, it's like not only is the flooding insane, like I wish I could show you guys some videos of like my parents' street when they've had rain. It's like a freaking river. Okay. It's terrifying. There's also mudslides. There's also rock slides. Like it's freaking dangerous. Okay. It's like Santa Monica Mountains craziness. So my episode with my dad, we're still doing it. I have so many funny stories that we're going to talk about. We're not going to talk about TI a lot, but like For example, one story we're going to talk about is two days before I was like set to fly to Maui with my ex to go film this show. My dad asked me to go to dinner solo. He was like, don't bring Evan. I was like, what the hell? We're going to talk about this story. I can't wait. He sat me. We went to dinner. I'll never forget. We went to dinner at one of our favorite places in downtown L.A. And he basically like looked me in the eye and told me to go and like keep an open mind and give the single guys a shot. And at the time I was like, what the hell? Like, that's so weird that he would say that because my dad is like such like a loyal dude. I'm like, why is he essentially telling me to like go there and like maybe like cheat? But now looking back, I'm like, damn, like he really wanted me to freaking like find someone other than Evan. Like he was trying so hard to get rid of him. But anyways, we have a ton of funny stories, a tiny little TI stuff, because I know you guys want to touch on some of that. Me and my dad don't really want to touch on some of that, but we'll touch on some of it, make it a little funny. But a lot of our stories that we're going to talk about are hilarious. And the reason why that episode keeps getting delayed is because it's been raining for a month and driving there in this like crazy, insane rain on the 101 freeway. And then in the Santa Monica Mountains with like floods, it's like just not, it hasn't been ideal. And my car's a piece of shit. So that's what's going on with that. But I just saw him on Saturday and we are going to record that episode probably when I get back from Miami. Yeah, actually not probably, definitely when I get back from Miami. So there, there will probably be this episode, one more solo episode, and then one with my dad. So that's what's going on with that. Also, I found out today, I'm not going to hint at it. I'm not going to say anything. I have someone that is 99.9% sure going to be coming on to It's Tempting with me and Aaron. And it's going to be a wild interview. You guys, I'm talking with this person tomorrow on the phone. We're going to break down a lot of stuff. We're game planning this episode and it's it's going to be a good one. It's going to be a good one. Um, I'm not going to say anything other than that. We're going to tell all, we'll spill all the tea once the interview happens, but I think, I think it's going to knock some of your socks off. Let's just say that. So that's exciting. Where was I getting with this? I just like completely got off track per usual. Um, Oh, oh, about my dad. So anyways, before I quit my nine to five, I was close with one of my coworkers and I was telling her some of the stories that I'm going to be saying on our podcast that we do together. And she was like, I have to meet your dad. She's like, these stories are hilarious. She's like, he is a real one. Like, I can't wait till that episode either because the more stories I was like, dad, what do you want to talk about? We were like naming different stories like throughout my life that we've done. Cause we're just like thing one and thing two. 
it's freaking hilarious. Like, I cannot believe the type of shit. Like, we're we're on one. We're on one 24-7, and I can't believe my family puts up with both of us, honestly. It's just, it's hilarious. And I I just can't wait till you guys hear that episode because anyone that has already heard the few, like, stories that we're going to talk about, they're just like, yeah, that's going to be a good episode. I can't wait to listen. My own coworker was like, send me the link <laughs> when it goes up. I was like, okay, sounds good. Okay, so what are we going to talk about? We have so many random fucking things. Okay, let's talk about dating in LA. <laughs> Woo! Yeah, it ain't cute. It ain't fun. I'm over it. I'm so over it. I could not be more over it. And I feel like people didn't really understand why I was so over it until they moved here and tried to date in LA. Now I have friends that live in LA, okay? Close friends because I've, I'm a small circle girl, okay? Like I have lots of like friendly acquaintances. Like I'm very friendly with a lot of people, but my inner circle, very small, exclusive, tight little knit group. A few of my close inner circle people now live in LA and are now dating in LA. And now they understand why I don't leave my fucking house, <laughs> okay? And now they understand why when we're out at dinner and clubs and guys are coming over and hitting on us, I just literally do not give them the time of day. I blow them off in like the most polite way possible because I just, I'm over it. I don't have time for it. And it's just like, I've been there, done that, okay? It's just too freaking much. So maybe you guys listening to this, some of you can relate if you live in other big cities or even not like just in general, but just to give you an idea of what dating in LA is like, first off, if you have any sort of like set of morals at all whatsoever, it's impossible. Like the amount of people that also have a set of morals as well, it's just like slim to none. I mean, like finding another human that has the same type of morals and standards as you is so difficult, let alone like a male with the same set of morals and standards. Okay. Like I honestly, at this point, if I stay in LA, I'm going to die alone. Okay. <laughs> because I just, I can't, I literally can't like these guys will like come up to me and it's like, I've heard the same lines 500 million times it's like have you have you ever been to hide bitch are you serious you're looking me in my eyeballs right now and you're asking me if I've ever been to hide first off that's like not what I'm trying to hear to have you like sweep off my sweep me off my feet okay have I been to this fucking club yes I've been there a lot okay I've spent like eras of my life in hide okay like different groups of people different years different like hair colors and hide okay I've been in hide with black hair I've been in hide with red hair I've been in hide pre like pre ti blonde hair okay I've been there blonde hair now hide yeah dude I've been to hide can you get into hide because I I think you're gonna need me to get into hide honestly so that's number one have you been to hide guys? Okay. Jesus. I literally can't like, I'm sorry, dude. I'm going to go get my vodka Red Bull and I'm going to go, go to hide without you. Cause I guarantee you can't get in. <laughs> I just went in on, <laughs> I'm literally the last dude that asked me this. I'm going on and on about this hide question because you guys, it's like they're, they're lying. Every dude in LA, have you been to hide? Yeah, bro. I've been to hide. Okay. What else? Yeah, I even put on my notes the guy at Poppy. Oh, oh, <laughs> I know what this story. Okay, so like I said, lots of guys in LA 
I'm just over it. No one catches my attention. I'm not into anyone. They all are just like, it's just too much. It's the same shit all the time. The only time that a dude has like caught my attention at a club and I like, it's crazy that I even remember this. It was actually kind of like after TI, I want to say like six months after TI, I was at Poppy and this guy wasn't even from LA actually, which is probably why I liked him. He had flown in, I think from somewhere on the east coast or maybe florida but him and all of his boys like flew in like that night like they landed at lax at like midnight or not maybe not even that late i think they landed at lax at like at 11 and then i met him at midnight i like showed up to i was at poppy and then they like invited us over to their table and then he started talking to me and it was just like kind of instant connection vibes and then like i can't explain it but just the night split us up and then I left with my girls and I didn't get his IG or his number or anything. And I was like, damn, it's like the only dude I've ever liked in LA since like I was a kid. So that's what I'm dealing with in LA. You guys, a whole bunch of idiots with no morals, no standards. Like they just want to fuck. They don't give a shit about you. And they just, their opening line is, have you been to hide? Okay. And another thing about the dating scene in LA that's just like, I just can't get behind (laughs) two things. Number one, groupie situation. Okay. Like I'm just not trying to like, that's just not my vibe. You know, I'm not trying to like share you with a bunch of other girls. I'm not trying to like be like an athlete groupie. It's just not for me. It's never been for me. If you want to do that, go off, girl. Do you. But, like, for me personally, I just, like, I'm too independent and, like, (laughs) I'm not trying to. No. No. Ain't for me. Ain't in these cards. Not in this universe. Another thing that (laughs) ain't ever going to fucking happen. And I just, like, honestly, in a way, I kind of fucking respect it. But I just can't ever get behind it. The sugar daddy sugar baby situation, you guys. I'm going to let you know right now. I I know for a fact if I really wanted to just like find a sugar daddy and just like be taken care of forever, like, yeah, like I could do that. Like I could find one of those real quick. I could be up in a mansion in the hills, like fucking getting a massage at 11 a.m. on a Tuesday with a mimosa with money that's not mine and have like Louis and like my matte black g-wagon but that's also just like not for me dude I'm not the type of girl that's gonna like be at dinner with a 70 year old man laughing at his not funny fucking jokes for a Louis Vuitton bag like fuck no okay if that's your vibe go off okay like do you you know and again I do I kind of respect it the hustle is real man the hustle is fucking real But at the end of the day, I'm the type of girl where I want to like work for my shit. You know, like I really want to like build an empire with someone, you know, (laughs) like partner in crime. I want to like buy our matte black G-Wagon together because we like earned that shit. And I'm like, damn, like look how far we came. Like that's fucking dope. I just I'm not the type that's like gonna just like pretend some seven year old man as a personality and like pretend I want to suck his dick for an allowance. <laughs> that was really vulgar. Okay. Oh, that was bad. Okay. Am I going to leave it in the pod? Probably because I don't, 
that's my honest to God thought. Like truly, like I just can't do that. I don't have that in me. Like I can't do that with a straight face. And like my life could be so easy if I could do that. And that's the kind of guys that are in LA. It's like douchebag idiots that ask you 500 million times or their opening line is like, have you been to hide? And they're wearing a pinky ring or it's like a groupie situation where they have like chicks all over the freaking United States. And like, I ain't trying to do that either. Cause that's just like, Oh, that's also like kind of a sugar daddy situation, but just with like a guy that has like 20 other chicks and he like is an athlete or like three a full-blown sugar daddy situation where I just completely like lose myself and any sense of self and drive <laughs> and like have to pretend I'm into someone that I literally am not like I just for me personally I wasn't built like that so that's another reason why I got to get out of LA because I just I can't do it I'd literally rather drive my piece of shit Toyota forever then pretend I'm into some old Beverly Hills dude that has like three ex-wives, you know, like I'll go to TJ Maxx and like buy my little like Michael Kors bag and be proud of it. My little Kate Spade (laughs) bag and be proud of it. I don't need an old man to take me to Rodeo Drive and buy me a Louis Vuitton that he's going to like hold over my head till the day I die. Okay. No, that ain't for me. I wasn't built that way. I wasn't raised that way. I just, I can't do it. (laughs) I can't. I wish I could, man, because some of these girls, their lives, I'm like, I see them in Beverly Hills and I'm like, oh, that's dope. (laughs) I fucking wish. Nope, not for me. Not for me. Unfortunately, God did not build me to be a sugar baby. (laughs) Okay, he just didn't. He just didn't. He built me to just crush shit solo or build a fucking empire with someone as dope as me. And I wish I was joking. I really wish I was. And at first for a while, I was like, maybe I'm too in my head about this. Maybe I'm being too hard, you know? Maybe I need to be a little bit more open. Nah, Nicole, she's been here a little over a month, okay? Same thing. She's like, Casey, she's like, they they just like, it's all bullshit. And I was like, yeah, they paint, they try to paint you this like really amazing story, sweep you off your feet. And then they're sending you like, come over text at 2 a.m. It's like, no, dude, I'm grown. I'm not answering a 2 a.m. come over text after you just like try to sweep me off my feet with a bunch of bullshit. Have you been to hide? Oh, God, bro. Have you been to hide? Because the fact that you're asking me that like it's something cool makes me think you haven't been to hide. (laughs) That's that's it, you guys. Dating in L.A. sucks and we're over it. (laughs) And I know I'm not alone in these opinions because I literally have friends who just moved here, have barely been here a month and already understand the shit that I've been dealing with. And they get it fully and they're like, yeah, you weren't exaggerating. Like You were actually kind of downplaying the severity of the situation out here. And I'm like, yeah, like I don't fuck around. Like I, I, I'm honest and it's, there's nothing that you've been missing out in LA. I've met them all. (laughs) They all suck. Nothing is worth, none of them are worth it. 
dude i wish i was wrong too my dad is like casey you're being cynical i'm like dad you really fucking don't get it you fell in love with mom when you were 18 years old you got married when you were 23 like you can't you and mom can't talk to me about the dating life in la period like no one has experienced it in our family the way that i have shit's not cute it's not a good vibe whoa Oh, I just went in. Also, let's talk about another major red flag now that I'm just like going in on dating right now and these LA boys. Boys, man. Pinky rings. Okay. (laughs) I just need you all to know, ladies, because I know the majority of people that listen to this are ladies, (laughs) women, girls. Pinky rings is like a three strikes you're out. Okay. Take it from me. I've dated every kind of fuckboy you could possibly fucking imagine. (laughs) Okay. Necklaces, chains, that's cool. I'm even okay with an earring. I'm okay with a bracelet. Definitely okay with a watch. I'm even okay with like an occasional ring, maybe. I'm not the biggest fan of rings, but like depending on the dude, I can like let a ring pass, maybe depending on the finger. What I absolutely can never get past is a pinky ring. And it is literally a tried and true experiment, you guys. Every single dude that wears a pinky ring is the biggest piece of shit fuckboy known to mankind. Okay, you're not going to bring some dude home to meet your dad and have him go out to shake your dad's hand and he's wearing a fucking pinky ring. Okay, absolutely not. I'm telling you right now. It's like Bible, okay? The dude, if he is wearing a pinky ring, done. <laughs> Three strikes are out. I'm telling you, there. I've never in my life met a man that's wearing a pinky ring and he's like a stand-up, amazing, incredible man, gentleman, treating you so great that you'll like be confident bringing home to meet your dad. <laughs> no, that shit's Bible, okay? My living room couch Bible, we don't date dudes that wear pinky rings, okay? And guess what? Now, when you guys are like on IG or out in public, you're going to be like scrolling through or maybe you guys are lucky and this is just like an LA phenomenon, the pinky ring thing. Okay, Maybe you guys are lucky and you're in cities that you don't have to deal with fucking idiots that wear pinky rings. But I'm telling you right now, you're going to notice it. You're going to be on IG and you're going to all the influencers that you follow, these douchebags, they're wearing pinky rings. (laughs) Okay, I'm telling you for no no to the pinky rings if you find a dude with a pinky ring it's just an automatic no and i had to vent on that i had to rant on it because it's been a little experiment of mine a little social experiment and i'm telling you right now i could date a dude with a necklace i could date a dude with a chain i could date a dude with a bracelet a watch never gonna date a dude with a pinky ring period period absolutely not red flag it's like 700 red flags on your pinky and that's that's that story (laughs) We're off to we're off to a great start. Um, what else? Oh, Saddle Ranch being cool again. That that's wild to me because a while ago I was posting like throwbacks. I've been kind of doing that lately, just randomly posting throwbacks on my IG because they keep popping up on my phone. And I I forgot that my twenty first birthday was at Saddle Ranch. Okay, like literally my twenty first birthday had a whole bunch of people there. It was great. I was drunk. I was really fucking high, the highest I've ever been in my life. I think off of an edible, a chocolate edible. I'll never forget it. I ate the whole fucking thing, and then I was like in the freaking bathroom, like looking at my reflection in the mirror, just like who the fuck are you? And then my friend had to drive my mom's. I was literally driving my mom's BMW that night. This was like some kid shit, you guys. 
don't recommend. My friend had to drive my mom's car. I was like, please, let's go to In-N-Out. <laughs> so we go to In-N-Out. And I'm like literally in the passenger seat with the seat reclined, okay, all the way back. I'll never forget this. This shit was crazy. I left my own birthday party early, by the way, okay, because that's how fucked up I was. So everyone was still like raging their faces off at Saddle Ranch. I rode the bull. I did my thing. But then I like left, ate my steak, got drunk, got really fucking high. My best friend put me in my mom's car drove my car for me drove me through the in and out drive through i'm in the passenger seat and she see and she's like what do you want and i was like i i don't even care i just need a dr pepper i need a dr pepper more than anything in the universe right now and i started talking about crazy shit like orange juice on the fourth on a hot summer day on the fourth of july i don't even like orange juice i'll never forget this because she recorded me and showed it to me the next day and it was like back in the day when i was 21 it was like on some sort of fucking like sidekick i think bad quality, great video. So yeah, Saddle Ranch is cool again. That's so weird to me because for so long it was not cool and now it's freaking cool again. And I don't, I don't get it, man. These TikTokers, these TikTokers making shit cool again. Um, but it's a great place. If you guys are like coming to LA and just like trying to have a good time. I remember literally going there with my best friend Carly when we were like in middle school we would go there for brunch with like her dad her and her like stepmom and yeah it's great it's great for brunch it's great for if you want to see influencers and tiktokers if that's your jam it's also a really good time you can ride the bull it's so much fun only if you get someone that doesn't go like crazy insane on you right off the way right out the gate because like it's the best when like the person that's doing it like starts it off slow so you can kind of get the rhythm and then it starts going fast and then you can like stand forever but I've I've won a bull riding contest at Saddle Ranch before I've done it a few times I even like my the thing that I won was like this t-shirt and it said save a horse ride a cowboy it was really cute so yeah, that's really fun. They have like a DJ. It's open till 2 a.m. They have really good food, really good drinks. Um, so yeah, it's a vibe. It's just crazy that it's cool again. And what else? God, I feel like a lot of my shit is just like going in on LA, which is kind of sad. Um, Sorry, guys. I'm reading my notes. What's my last thing that I wanted to say about LA? Oh, yeah. So as you guys know, I've been talking about how I really want to move out of LA. And I've been thinking about this for quite some time, like definitely over a year now. And now my lease is up on July 1st. And there's like different cities and places I want to like check out and see if I could see myself living there. And everyone is kind of having the same reaction. They're like, why the hell would you leave LA? Like even Katie, she was like, she's new to LA and she's like driving all over the place and experiencing all these things. And she literally at dinner on Friday, she's like, Casey, she's like, I cannot believe that you grew up here. She's like, where the hell are you going to go? Like, why would you want to leave? And this is the thing, you guys. There's always like these memes and things that it's like, if you've never left your hometown, like that's so cringe, you know? Well, you guys, I'm the person that's never fucking left <laughs> their hometown, okay? I just get away with it because my hometown is LA. So everyone, it, like, it doesn't think that's cringe and, like, doesn't think that's weird that I've never left because it's LA, so I kind of get a pass. But, you guys, this is what I told Katie because she literally looked at me on Friday and she's like, Casey, she's like, why would you leave? Like, this is crazy that you would want to leave. And I was like, Katie, you got to think of it like this. 
everyone like leaves their hometown for the most part, right? Like even if it's just for college, like you get away, you learn about yourself, you're in a new environment, you meet new people, you grow. That's like a an an integral integral. Is that the right word? Integral? I don't know. I'm trying to use like big words right now. I don't know why, but that's like a really important part of like growing up and like becoming who you're meant to be. Like you got to like get away from where you're from and like meet new people and have new experiences and just like see what else is out there. Well, LA is my hometown. So I've never done that. Okay. Like I've never like left my hometown. I've never gone anywhere where I, I'm really like alone and like growing and learning and like experiencing new things and meeting new kinds of people. I've been doing this LA scene, you guys, since I was a fucking teenager. It's just like, like what I was kind of talking about earlier when guys are like, have you been to hide? And it's like laughable because I've had so many eras of my life at that one specific club, but it's not even just like that one club. You guys, like I've been doing this whole LA scene. Like I've been here and I've done that since I was literally like 18 years old. Okay. I was like going to these clubs, like when I was 21, it's just, I've been doing the same thing with the same people for too long. Okay. And it's like, I have no hard feelings about my past at all whatsoever, but it's like a lot of LA is like very tainted for me. You know, it's just like, I have to get away. I really do. Like, it's just been there, done that is like the nicest way to say it. If that makes any sense. It's just, I'll come back one day. I'm sure because like my family lives here, or maybe I'll just visit if I find somewhere that I really love, but it's just, I've been doing this thing for like, well, like a long ass time. You guys, I've done all the clubs numerous times. I've been around these people numerous times. I've climbed up the ladder. You guys, I've done the NBA games. I've done the USC UCLA games. I've been to all the best restaurants, all the best nightlife. Like, and I'm, it's so, such a blessing. And it's so cool to say that I grew up here and like, I've done all the beaches and I've, I've done it all. There's no more left for me to do here. Okay. It's just like, I'm over it. It's not my scene anymore. And I just need something different. The only time that I ever got away was Hawaii. And that was not a good situation. As you all know, if you know anything about my story, it would have been a great situation if it was like with the right person or solo, because being by the beach and the ocean and that would have been awesome because I'm not going to lie. I loved like living in a bikini every day and like being by the ocean. That was great. But it was just not, it was just just like such a toxic, toxic situation. That's the only time I've gotten away. And it wasn't solo, you know? I just, it's time. It's been time. And we got to do it. We got to do the jump because I'm not growing here anymore. I've been here. I've done all of it. And it's just, I can't do it anymore. Like, I'm so over LA, you guys. Like, I don't even open my dating apps. Like, Let's actually check right now. How many fucking hinge notifications? Yeah, I have 405 hinge notifications. I haven't opened this app in God knows how long. Is there Bumble on here? I don't even have Bumble on here anymore. Yeah, I just can't do it anymore. It's not It's not for me. It ain't for me, everyone. So that's kind of what I'm dealing with. Never leaving your hometown is cringe. Well, guess what? I'm cringe because I freaking <laughs> never fucking left. And now it's time. It's time for me to leave. And as soon as I explained it to Katie like that, she was like, damn, she's like, that actually makes sense. And I was like, yeah, girl, like 
Can you imagine if you literally never left your hometown ever? Like even my college, like I'm a college dropout, but even like when I was in college briefly and did cheer, even that was in LA. Okay. Like I've done LA literally couldn't, couldn't do more LA. So yeah, that's my little rant on that. Also let's like, cause I've been kind of ranting about like club life. You guys, I was watching a TikTok the other day. This, this was a little bit weird. This was a little bit weird, but also by the way, my rant about never leaving LA and like all the cool things that I got to do. I'm sorry if that was like very fucking unrelatable. <laughs> okay. Cause I just kind of dawned on me. I'm like, people literally like save up money and move out here and like live in their cars and like try to make it. And it's like LA's the dream. That's fucking amazing. It's just for me, it's not my dream, you know, because I, I grew up here. So I, I hope that makes a little bit more sense. If you like, if your dream is like coming to LA and like making it in Hollywood, follow your dream. Okay. And I'm sure, I mean, my ideally, especially with like the type of work I want to be doing now and like the industry I'm in, I'm, I, I'm probably going to be like bi-coastal. I'm going to be coming to LA all the time. It's just, is this going to be my home base? No, because I just, I can't do it anymore. I hope that makes a little bit more sense. And I hope the whole, like how this is my hometown and I've never left story helps it make a little bit more sense. Cause I know for a lot of people, LA is the dream. And I will say like when I was little, I put this on my story the other day when I was really little and my dad was like at Pepperdine Law School and like our family was living in an apartment at the time because my dad was like back in school and it was like kind of a struggle. And I remember being like a little kid in elementary school thinking that like gives Calabasas, even though like we're a suburb in LA County, it's still like 40, 45 minutes away, which when you're little, like that's like a long time. Like I, I remember just like driving through like Hollywood and like looking at like LA and like I thought it was so cool. I was like, oh my God, like I want to walk on Hollywood Boulevard. Like I literally was like my dream. I thought like Venice Beach was incredible. Just all of it was so fascinating to me and such like, it seemed like such a far-fetched idea to like live and thrive there. And I remember just being little and thinking like, I just, all I want to do is like live in Hollywood and like wake up to the Hollywood sign. Like once I do that, like I know I would have made it, you know? So I know what it's like having a dream like that. So I don't want to, I don't want to put anyone down or make it seem unrelatable that that's like, you know what I'm saying? So it was one of my dreams. I've crossed it off, but it's been my bag and it's time for the next chapter. And that's really all I have to say about that. But I've kind of went in on dating and the club life for a hot second. And I saw this TikTok the other day and I'm sorry, but I kind of have to address it because it blew my mind. Okay. It was these two guys and it was kind of one guy that just like video recorded and then the other guy was like the host and they went to major cities and they went up to girls. A lot of them were like beautiful girls that you could tell obviously like have like hot Instagrams. Okay. Like they're posting bikini pics and lingerie pics. Like they're a lot of them are like models, influencers. They were going up to girls like that. Okay. In major cities and they were asking them this question. And it blew my mind, but they were asking them seriously. They were like, okay, your dream man like shows up on your doorstep. Okay. And I'm talking like he is the full fucking package. Like you're attracted to him. He treats you so good. You guys are like besties. 
he like works really hard. He makes like a shit ton of money. He's providing for you. You're like a stay at home mom, a stay at home wife. You have anything and everything that you've ever wanted from this incredible man who's not toxic. Just like he is the perfect dude, like whatever perfect man that you want. Envision that he shows up on your doorstep. You guys get married and he tells you (laughs) that he doesn't want you to post like sexy bikini photos in lingerie on Instagram anymore. You have to choose like choosing, like posting that type of shit on Instagram, getting rid of your Instagram or being with your dream man, one or the other. And every single, okay, I'm not going to say every single, but like, I know for a fact in LA, I think it was like nine out of 10 girls said that they would know, like they would choose their Instagram. And then 10 out of 10 girls, like a hundred percent of the girls in Miami said, nah, (laughs) they're doing their Instagram. And what was the other city? I think New York. And that was like eight out of 10 girls. But you guys, moral of the story is a shocking amount of girls zero hesitation. We're like, no, I'm never getting rid of my Instagram. And it blew my fucking mind. Okay. Because that's, what's wrong with our generation and society. Like you are going to tell me your dream man shows up on your doorstep. And it's like, he's literally everything that you've ever wanted. And you have an amazing life an amazing lifestyle. And like, you have the cutest kids and the cutest fucking family. And he's so good to you. And you have a healthy, incredible relationship and he provides for you and everything is perfect. And all he wants is you to not post your body on Instagram. And that's a that's a hard no for you. Like you would give up that relationship. Like that's why all, so many of us don't have love in our lives. I'm sorry. Sorry to be that person that's going to say it. But that shit blew my mind. Your Instagram account and posting sexy photos of your body is more important than like a healthy, happy relationship with like a provider. I don't know. You guys call me old fashioned, but like it blew my mind. I could not stop watching this TikToks because I was like, there has to be girls that say like, yeah, like I want the happily ever after. Cause I'm going to be honest. Like, I don't think I could ever get rid of my Instagram, especially because now that's like my job. But like, if a man was like, yeah, like case, like just, I really would prefer you to not post bikini and lingerie photos on the internet I would be and like they were like taking care of me and also like I'm in love and like have an incredible life and healthy relationship and they're my best friend it would be a no fucking brainer I'd be like yeah sure let me go take off all the old ones too I'm gonna go archive those bitches actually I'm not even gonna archive them I'm gonna delete them I'm gonna screenshot them save them for you so that you can have them but we're gonna just like delete them off my page and like I wouldn't be posting that type of shit anymore I just don't get how that's not a no-brainer. And I'm all about, like, woman empowerment, female empowerment. Like, do you. But it just, like, you can't you can't say that you would choose posting bikini photos and lingerie pics over the perfect healthy relationship and then bitch about, like, not finding a good man. I'm sorry to be the person that's going to say it. So I just had to address that because that shit blew my mind. It really did, man. It also made me kind of sad because I was like, shit, there's like our society is just in a dark ass place when it comes to dating and social media. It's just like, what the fuck is happening where that's like a normal response. So, yeah, that's my rant on that. What else do I want to talk about? Okay, you guys, memory boxes. It came to my attention on TikTok too that like there's freaking people that have like memory boxes of like their exes. 
it has like photos and like I can't even say this with a straight face. They have like memory boxes with like memorabilia, you know, like movie tickets and photos and like old jewelry. It's like, why the fuck do you still have that shit? Like, maybe I'm just heartless, but like, whenever I've like broken up with an ex, it's like I put that shit in a box and throw that shit out. Like, it's like one of the first fucking things I do. I have nothing, not a single thing. I don't have a note. I don't have a, like, literally nothing. Like, I'm looking around my room right now. Do I have anything? trying to think of my storage unit too is there anything in my oh there's one thing that I've kept from an ex but this is an excuse it's like a 60 inch flat screen smart tv which I ain't getting rid of that this shit's freaking expensive as hell looks good in my living room so I do have a really nice tv but that's it and it he didn't even buy it for me his mom bought it so that's the only thing I've ever kept from an ex. And I feel like that is a valid excuse because why am I going to go buy a new one when he didn't even buy it? His mom bought it, you know? So really it's something from my ex's mom, but no, that memory boxes, you guys, that's weird. How are you going to move on and like start a new life or a new chapter with someone and have a future with someone and you have a fucking memory boxes from all of your exes? Like there's no reason to be keeping that shit. And I don't think that it's because I'm heartless. I think it's just we got to like, you guys got to know when to cut the cord. That shouldn't be a normal thing. It really shouldn't be a normal thing. So yeah, I ain't a fan of memory boxes. Didn't even know that was a thing till recently. Real weird. Real weird. You guys, I worked out. I've been working out and I'm sore as fuck. Like, legitimately Nicole's my trainer as you guys know my and my coach um yeah she has me doing some crazy shit and muscle memory is a real thing that is also tripping me out because I was like damn I'm kind of nervous to get back in there but it was like after like day three I'm like damn like it's just right back into like weightlifting and cheerleading like I just feel it it's all coming back it's all coming back it's all coming back to me now there was is that that Celine Dion song? There were flashes of light. Yeah. It's all coming back. It's all coming back to me now. There were... Yeah, it's a Celine Dion song. Okay. Um, But yeah, it is. It's all coming back. So that's exciting, you guys. I'm getting more on a routine. And that's been helping. I definitely, the thing that I've learned is getting it done earlier in the morning. So if you guys also struggle with like working out, fitness, getting on a routine, getting it done like first thing in the day is definitely the way to go. But if you're not a morning person like me, because I'm trying to train myself to be a, to being a morning person, now this isn't really going to be an issue anymore because I don't have my nine to five. But when I come on my way home from work, absolutely I cannot go home first because once I'm home and I'm chilling and I'm making dinner and I'm in my hoodie and I'm in my comfy clothes the last thing on planet fucking earth I want to do is go to the gym because all I want to do is light up a joint and chill the fuck out (laughs) okay leaving my house at that point ain't gonna happen so you got to be like disciplined and like before you get home stop by the gym And that's helped me a lot. So that's a little update on my fitness journey. I'm stoked about it. I'm sore and I like it. I'm getting my abs back. I'm getting my ass back. It's great. It is great. What else do we want to talk about? I'm going to save some of like the show stuff. I got like some movie recs and some show recs because we know this is always stuff that we like to do. Okay, before we dive into a few random little things. 
yeah, I think I've already kind of touched on this, but you guys, my life, I've kind of opened up about imposter syndrome. I really fucking have that shit. Like, I can't even explain to you. Like, I'll be, I'll be like at some event, like meeting these people. And I'm like, why the fuck am I here? And it's like, dude, you were invited. Like, why are you even thinking like that? Nova, it's okay, baby. Um, So imposter syndrome is a bitch, you guys. It might be. I have a few flaws, okay? Consistency is one of them, which I I own that shit. I'm actively working on it. My other major flaw is imposter syndrome, man. I just like, I literally don't know why I struggle with it so much because when I like take a step back I'm like Casey like you're doing the thing like god like stop being so freaking hard on yourself like it's ridiculous but what I've been doing to kind of help with imposter syndrome and I hope it will be relatable to anyone that also deals with it because it is pretty common I've been doing this new thing called doing it for the plot (laughs) okay I'm just living in the moment, you guys, really. I'm doing it for the fucking plot. I'm in the moment and I'm just doing what feels right. Sometimes it's it's get the plot is getting out of hand. Okay. I'm just gonna let you all right now. The plot has gotten crazy. Okay. The plot is out of hand. I girl bossed a little too close to the fucking sun. Okay. And I'm just like now I'm like, whoa, like I don't know what the fuck is happening. I don't really know what to do but it's helping with my imposter syndrome, just doing it for the plot. So that's really, and you know, I don't want to like steal that because it's, I saw the do it for the plot TikToks on from this girl, Serena Kerrigan. So go check her, tick her TikTok out, her Instagram. That's her phrase. Okay. I don't want to like steal anyone's shit, but that's how I've been living my life lately. I've been doing it for the plot. It's been great living in the moment, following my gut. I think this is the only time in my life where I've really, truly just like not been a control freak. And I'm just really listening to what like my gut and heart is saying. And it's (laughs) shit's crazy. You guys, I share like, I would say, how much do I share about my life on here? I mean, I'm pretty open and honest, but I also keep a lot of my shit pretty private. If you guys knew all the shit that's going on in my life right now, Woo! Yeah, the plot's out of hand. It's it's exciting. I can't wait till I, I'm going to start sharing a little more and more and more. But yeah, you guys, if you have imposter syndrome, do it for the fucking plot. And I promise it's going to help with imposter syndrome. And then just like remind yourself, it's like, bitch, like get it together. Like imposter syndrome ain't no real thing. Like it, it really isn't. It's just your, it's your mind. Like you're just overthinking shit. You know, you're just overthinking your overthinking shit. And that's really the bottom line of that. Okay. We doing it for the plot. Nova, you are on one today. And we went on a long little walk. You should be tired. Okay. So along that same lines, I already kind of talked about. Oh, actually, let's keep it real for a second. Mental health. So even though like really good things are happening in my life, it's also like really triggering the shit out of my anxiety because it's just a lot of change. And I've talked about that in the past. And anyone that like deals with an anxiety disorder knows what I'm talking about. It's like even if it's good change, it still fucks with you. And I think people have probably noticed that because I, I'm a little on the skinnier side right now, which sucks because I was definitely getting a little curve. I was definitely getting like a little ass. I was definitely getting like some boobies and now I'm kind of flat again and like trying to build it back up because my anxiety is just a little fucked up. But I just want to say like 
how to deal with that, I guess. How do I deal with it? What is the number one thing I do when I feel myself happening? So when I feel myself getting triggered by a lot of change, number one, I always like give myself grace. Like if I need to just like stay in for the night and chill and watch a movie in the past, I used to like feel guilty about that. And I am trying to get a little bit better about like instead of watching a movie or like a TV show I've watched before, I like I'll try to read or do something that's more a little bit better for like my brain. But like I'm totally good now with like giving myself grace, like giving myself a moment to like have a bad night, have a bad day. So I think that is really important. I think a lot of us, when we have anxiety, we're very, very hard on ourselves and we feel guilty about like maybe having like a little bit of a lazy night staying in. No, I think it's really important to give yourself grace and to let you like be in that moment, but you need to feel it. You need to have your little night to yourself and then you need to get the fuck up the next morning and like get back on that train. Okay. Get back to like making shit some happen. Wow. Making shit happen. Can't talk. So that's number one, when you're feeling triggered with change, I think you need to like give yourself a moment, give yourself grace. And then it's game plan time. I'm all about game plans. You guys, if game plan A does not work, we're right into plan B, plan C, plan D, plan E. We're always game, game planning. Okay. And also I've been through enough shit in my life and come out of it on the other side where it's like, Now I'm at the point where it's like you can literally throw anything at me and I know no matter what, I'm going to be okay. And I think that's really important when you're triggered by a lot of change and like different things going down in your life and you deal with anxiety. Think of like bad shit that you've been through in the past or like uncomfortable moments or like like moments in your life that are full of change and you've been stressed and worried. It's like, no, dude, it's like, this is normal. This is just a moment. It's temporary. Like really talk to yourself. Like I talk to myself all the time. I'm like, case, like chill out. You felt like this before you've been through worse. Like you're going to get through this. Like you are fine. You have like a roof over your head. You have food. Your pets are taken care of. You have clothes. You're hot. You got a good personality, good friends, good family. Like you are fine. Everything is going to be good chill the fuck out. (laughs) And like that always kind of puts me back in check because I have, I've been triggered lately. You guys, there's like a lot of change. It's a lot. But every time I feel like myself getting overwhelmed or I'm like losing my appetite, it's like I take a little moment, have my little moment and I'm like, okay, get myself a smoothie, trigger that appetite back in game planning. And just like, this is a moment. Everything is fine. These are good things. And just always like positive talk. Like don't, don't talk down to yourself. Positive, positive, positivity. So that's that. Also, one thing that I've been noticing a lot in general, and I think, I think I've been noticing it a lot because I, my latest job that I just quit, I was in the cosmetic surgery field and I just see first off, first off. Okay. If you have like plastic surgery and that's what you want, like that's do what you want, you know, love your body and like whatever way that you want to love your body. Like that's amazing. I mean, I have lip filler and I'm going to be honest. Like I look at old photos of myself pre lip filler. I could never go back to like not having lips. Okay. Like I fucking love having juicy lips. I get lip filler like twice a year. It's my thing. So it ain't completely natural over here. Okay. So I'm not hating on plastic surgery by any fucking means. I don't have any plastic surgery besides lip filler and Botox. But besides those two things, 
me personally, I don't have any plastic surgery. And I'm not going to lie. I've always liked being like naturally petite, but I've been kind of going through this thing the past few months where I'm like, damn, like I really wish I had like tits and ass. (laughs) Okay. Because I see all these girls on Instagram and I think that this might be relatable because I'm sure like, for example, a lot of people you guys follow the Kardashians and like different influencers and different models. And it's so hard to like see all these bodies and not be like, damn, like I want to look like that. And then on top of it, like I also work in the cosmetic or I did work in the cosmetic like surgery industry in Beverly Hills. So I'm seeing like all these girls come into my office and it's just, and then also in Scottsdale, I'm not going to lie. Like every single girl there is just like their bodies are just fucking insane. Like the craziest, just like perfect double D boobs, like BBLs to the moon. I mean, it's just like nuts and they look fucking phenomenal. Okay. But I was starting at the point where it's like, I've always loved being like petite and little and like, just like my ballerina body. And I was like low key, like, damn, like I have no fat to put in my ass, but like, should I be getting Sculptra butt lifts? Like, should I be getting a boob job? Like I was really starting to kind of think that I should do that. And then I took a step back and I was like, Casey, be realistic. Number one, these are going to be some kind of strong opinions, but number one, a lot of people downplay plastic surgery and you guys like it's dangerous as fuck. Like anytime you're put under like anesthesia, like it's not like safe. And I feel like plastic surgery, they really downplay that. They downplay that a lot because they want to make money and they want people to sign up for stuff. So for me personally to like risk my life to get some boobs, maybe I'll change my mind one day. I don't know. I'm like really, I'm really trying to like embrace the petite natural bod. I really am. I'm trying to be different. (laughs) I don't want to be a pygmy girl. I freaking, I also, that's another thing I need to own. And I think we all need to own it a little bit. We all have pygmy girl moments. Okay. We do. I have them sometimes and I'm like, they make me cringe a little bit, but like, fuck it. We all have them. Okay. Own it. It's fine. Okay. It's fine to be full of yourself every now and then and be a little bit of a pygmy girl. But I don't know, you guys, that's kind of my take on plastic surgery. I think that we really need like women as a society, we have to stop comparing ourselves to other people. Cause I kind of went down that hole a little bit the past couple of months. And I was like starting to think about doing some crazy things that I'm like, I've never really felt like I needed to do. And I just, I think it's a really dangerous rabbit hole. And you also have to keep in mind too, like Instagram, I've said this before, like it's not fucking real. Like it's not real. Like the amount of editing that goes into a lot of these people's photos and like the amount of money that these girls are putting into their bodies, like it's unattainable. Like just to give you an idea, a sculpture butt lift, you guys, first off, the results like isn't even immediate. It like stimulates your own collagen to develop over time. And like you need like multiple treatments over a few like every I think you can get like one treatment like every three weeks Nova get away from there and you need like 10 at least 10 to 20 vials of Sculptra it develops over time and it's not permanent so you have to like keep doing this shit just like putting so much money into this shit like your boobs like also not permanent you have to get them redone like every eight years it's just like a money fucking pit and it's just, you guys, it just, 
you're changing your body and it's just it doesn't always look good like I see so many botched people like every single day where they like regret doing what they did and like once you do it you really can't go back and I just think all these problems are stemming from Instagram because these girls go on Facetune and they make things look so polished and perfect and it's just it's not the fucking case it's not real I really think that the way that God made you is beautiful and you got to embrace it and like embrace who God made you to be or whatever you believe in the universe, wherever you think you came from, embrace what you're about and try to figure out like what, what you can do to make yourself feel the best about yourself. You know, does that make make sense at all? I hope I didn't just like ramble about this for no reason, but I don't know. I really believe that because I felt myself going down the rabbit hole. I was literally like, damn, should I get some like double D's? Then I was like thinking about it. I was like, I'm going to look like a straight up horn star. <laughs> like, like I am going to look crazy. Absolutely crazy. And at the end of the day, it wasn't because I wanted them really. It was because all these other like gorgeous, beautiful girls, I like see them on Instagram or in person. And it's just like, yo, your body's insane. I was like, I, how do I compete with that? But it's like, you don't need to compete with that you're your own competition, you know, just like compete against the version of yourself that you were yesterday. And there's like things that you can do like diet and exercise. And like, there's positive, healthy things besides like having unnecessary life-threatening surgery to like have an unattainable image. I hope that made sense. I'm sorry if I pissed anyone out, anyone off. If you want to get plastic surgery, by all means go off, do you queen. But I just think if you're doing it because you're comparing yourself to other women, especially when it's like all highlight real and none of it is real and it's so unattainable in a money pit, maybe rethink it. That's all I'm saying. That is all I'm saying. Compare yourself to past versions of yourself. Don't compare yourself to other women. Because at the end of the day, it's just like you're, you got the sauce, girl. You got the sauce. You don't need to be like anyone else. You just need to be better than who you were yesterday. And as long as you're doing that, you're winning at life. And I really fucking believe that. Okay, I'm going to save crazy party nights for another day because this is already a long episode. Um, And that's not really my life anymore. You guys, we already talked about how I have no fucking clue what I'm doing with my life. I'm full-blown winging it. Well, I'm not really winging it. Like, I definitely have, like, game plans. But we're doing it for the fucking plot. We are doing it for the plot. Okay, what else? We have a few little things. Oh, along that line about, like, don't compare yourself to other women. One thing that I've noticed, and to be honest, I personally have gotten shit about this. People have said that I'm arrogant. I'm full of myself. They used to like me on TI. And now that they like hear my podcast and like they think I'm just like arrogant and into myself and like basically that I'm an asshole because I hype myself up all the time, which I find funny because like the version of myself that was on TI, like, yes, like I, I am all those things. Like I am very like loving and loyal and polite and like I'm all those things okay but I was also like a very watered down version of myself that was like literally not okay which I think is crazy that now that I'm not a watered version down down a watered down version of myself and I'm very like confident and I love who I am and I'm unapologetic about it now it's like kind of starting to piss people off it's just like that's very interesting that's a little interesting to me but 
what I wanted to say on that is like, don't ever feel bad about hyping yourself up. I feel like that's another thing that like, for whatever reason, like our society and our generation, it's like, if you hype yourself up and like, you love yourself and you're all about you and you think you're the shit, it's like, you're like, that's like toxic. And like, you're a narcissist, you're full of yourself and blah, 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 blah. Fuck all that. That's what I have to say about that. First off, if you're ever worried that you're a narcissist, you aren't a narcissist. Okay. So I just want to put that out there. Number one, narcissists, that thought never fucking crosses their mind. They don't even like, no, they, they do not resonate with like, they're not worried about being a narcissist. Okay. They, their mind does not work that way. So fuck that noise. Okay. You guys, if you love the shit out of yourself and you want to hype yourself up, go off. Okay. Seriously. We have to stop like living out this whole, like water, stay in the watered down version of yourself because it makes other people feel comfortable. It's like, no, if you being the best version of yourself and being loud about it makes other people uncomfortable, you're on the right fucking path. And I will die on that hill. And that's what I have to say about that. Okay. A few more things. I'm going to save that that, that, and that, and that for the end, because those are all like TV movie things. Okay, you guys. First off, okay, books. So as you guys know, I love smut. I love smut. The dirtier, the better. If it's so fucking nasty that like, if someone came up behind me and saw what I was reading, I would be like, oh shit, this is a little embarrassing. (laughs) that's the kind of nasty I like in my smut books okay you guys know you guys want that good good I know I know the good good shit okay you guys know and trust me for that fucking reason however this is something that I want to do in 2023 I actually put it some of them on my story today I really want to read the classics like classic like English literature you know like I want to read like Withering Heights. I want to read Pride and Prejudice. I want to read like Catcher in the Rye again. I've read it once when I was little, but again, I want to read all of the classics, you know? That's just one of my goals. And I think if you guys are readers, which I know some of you guys are, maybe we should all get on that bandwagon, you know? Like really just still, still read the smut. Okay. Don't get me wrong. Okay. I'll never give up smut. I'm reading smut till the day I die. But I'm thinking about like reading all the classics. Like I'm actually really freaking excited about it. I think I'm going to get my little list and start crossing them all off. I think that's one of my things I'm going to do. And maybe we can do that together. Maybe we can do a little book club situation. Obviously we don't have to like keep it like PG. Like we can add in some smut, but what do you guys think about turning this into like kind of a little book club situation? I know you guys loved my like recaps on different tv shows and stuff that I used to do so let me know what you guys think about that because I think I'm gonna start reading all the classics like for real like I think that's like my one I'm like bucket list thing that I gotta do before I die okay what else before oh yeah so now that you guys I I have to say something this is like another imposter syndrome mental block that I'm dealing with is doing dances on TikTok. (laughs) Okay. I cannot explain this. And I tried talking about it with one of my best friends, Coley, because she, she never did ballet with me and dance with me, but she was on cheer with me. 
And so she's seen me do like cheer dances and stuff. But you guys, I'm not trying to toot my own horn. Like I was very talented when it came to dance. Okay. And cheer. And it was like my thing. Okay. Like in high school, I don't think I peaked in high school because I feel like I've done a lot since then. But like everybody knew that I was very good at dancing. Okay. I was like cheer captain and I was always like front center and I was like hitting shit. Okay. It was my, it was my, it was what I was good at. Talented, natural. Okay. Not trying to like be ridiculously with tooting my own horn right now, but like that was my shit. Okay. I was very good at it. It was my talent. And I haven't really like danced or cheered or done anything like that in in a long ass time. Okay. A long ass time. And when I scroll on TikTok, I see these girls like doing these dances, these like hip hop dances. And I even like share them on my Instagram and stuff. And as I'm watching them, I'm like, like, bitch, I could do that. Like, I know I could do that and I could fucking kill it. But I just like don't do it because I think this is what Coley told me because I even asked her, I was like, I have a weird mental block about it because like these girls, they're posting all these like dances that I know that I could kill and they're making so much money doing it. And now that I'm like doing content creation, I'm like, I have to like get, start getting creative. You know, I need to start getting out of my comfort zone and start doing these things. But, and I was like, I don't understand why I have such a mental block about it. It's like, it's bizarre. Like I've never been like scared to dance in my fucking life, you know, especially like these little like TikTok hip hop dances, like cheer, cheery tip. Wow. I can't talk these little like hip hop cheery vibe, like TikTok dances. Like I could crush the shit out of those. And I know that I can. And for whatever reason, I literally can't do it. Like I can't, it's so bizarre. You guys, I get nervous to even learn the dance. And then when I turn on the camera, I start getting all like awkward and it's like, what the fuck is wrong with me? So I was talking to Coley about it. And she was like, I think it's because like that was such a huge, God, I don't want to get emotional. I mean, I felt like a little tickle in my throat. Jesus. She, she made a good point though. She was like, that was such like a huge, important part of your life. And like, you are very private about things in your life that are like very special to you. Like my dating life, like my family, like anything that I like really, really like cherish and is important to me. I'm, I definitely keep more to myself and dance and cheer are definitely, it it was like my life, you guys, from when I was like two to like 25. Okay. Like it was, it was my life. And she was like, maybe you're scared to put it out there on the internet because then people could like taint that you know like there's haters there's trolls like not everyone is gonna think that you're good at it and some people are assholes they're gonna like be like oh it's so cringe she's like so I think it's that you don't want to put it out there and like taint something that was like very fucking important to you and like a massive massive part of like your life and your identity and I was like holy shit Coley I think that is what's going on I literally think that's what it is is I'm fucking like scared to put something so important to me out on the internet and I was like damn that that got deep but I think you just did a little like psychological psychological analysis on me but I think I'm getting to the point where I might say fuck it and I might start doing I might start busting out a jig here and there you guys I'm really trying to get past this mental block 
I might start learning a couple dances tomorrow. There's like two specifically that I know where I've seen these girls. And I'm like, yeah, dude, I, I got that shit. Like I would crush that shit. Are you kidding me with like my little like cheer facials and like my little like oh, I can shake it. OK, anyone that's like seen me actually dance, they know I got that vibes like they know, I'm I know. So I, I think I'm getting past the mental block. So you guys might see me dancing a jig here and there making some money on Tiki Talk. So that's that. Again, imposter syndrome. Fuck, it's just ruining my whole goddamn life. Um. Okay, so now we have, well, one more thing before it's just like TV and movie related. You guys, I have a confession to make and I almost feel bad because I'm like, it feels like I'm not part of this like super amazing club and I wish I was part of it. I'm not a Swifty. Moment of silence. I know, I just disappointed a lot of people. And it sucks. I wish that I was, but it's like you guys, I honestly, it's like mad impressive the way you guys are like, you guys know all the little Easter eggs and you guys like know every lyric to every song she's ever made. And you know, like which album is your favorite and you know, which albums like suck. And you guys have your like outfits for the Eras tour and you know, like her little dance moves. And like, you know, it's just, I wish I was honestly, I feel like I'm missing out. I have a little bit of FOMO. I'm like, damn, I wish I was a Swifty. I'm just not. And I don't know what the fuck is wrong with me. My mom is kind of a Swifty a little bit. I think what happened for me though, you guys, is I was a diehard Taylor Swift fan when she like first popped off when she was like country. Okay. I loved her. Okay. Like teardrops on my guitar. I think there's a song like Tim McGraw. Love that song. Love story. Like I love all of her like original shit. But then once she got like a little poppy, it's like I really fell off the wagon. I really did. And then it's just I haven't kept up ever since. And I just I feel like I'm left out of things now because I just scroll through TikTok and the Eras tour and you guys have all these sick outfits and you guys know all these like songs and the meaning behind them and these Easter eggs. And I'm like, damn, I'm missing out on something for sure. But now it's like too late. I can't just become a Swifty. I don't know shit. I don't know shit about anything. <laughs> and I just I had to I had to confess to all of you that I'm not a Swifty. And it's just it's kind of upsetting. I'm not going to lie. I'm like upset with myself that I I let this happen because I feel like I'm missing out on a really cool club, but I can't just like join the club now because I would be like that idiot that doesn't know anything. That's just like an imposter. Again, an imposter, okay? So yeah, I'm not a Swifty and I just miss original country Taylor and that's really all I have to say about that. Okay, you guys, how the fuck is the bachelor real? That's what I really want to get into is I just I can't get behind it because like my mom, she's such like a hopeless romantic and she loves The Bachelor. She watches every single season. She knows everything about everyone. And she is one of those people that is just like she believes it's all real. You know, like when they get engaged at the end of they they've known each other for three weeks it's like, that's real love. And she's like, they're going to be together forever. And every time they break up, she's like shocked and like, oh my God, how could this happen? I am so fucking cynical because I just, I'm going to be honest. Like I don't, how is it normal to get engaged to someone on a national, on national television, on a reality show to someone you've known for three weeks? Like, I just don't understand like getting engaged on a reality TV show. Once you've like been with the person or like you've known them for a long time, I feel like that's different. Like, that's different. 
But like if you literally met them 21 days ago and now you're getting engaged, like I just think that's fucking insane. And I just can't get behind it. And I don't know how more people aren't on my page. Okay. This might be a very unpopular opinion, but me and my dad both were just like, it's so bizarre to me. Like, I just don't think I could ever, I mean, who knows? Maybe if I went on a show like that and I like really met, not, I don't know, man, I just cannot see myself getting engaged on a TV show to someone that I just met. I don't understand how it's real. I don't understand how so many people are okay with that. I don't understand how it's so normalized. And honestly, the success rate is like pretty fucking low. Okay. For all the people that actually like are still engaged and actually got married. It's like the success rate is not high. And I think people forget that because in the moment it's like this big finale and proposal and it's like reality TV and they make it so cute and amazing with like the camera angles and the tears. And it's like, great. But like by the time they have the reunion, a lot of these people fucking hate each other and they return the ring. So sorry if that's like a really cynical opinion, but I don't understand how it's fucking real. And I don't understand how they find so many people that are okay with getting engaged to complete fucking strangers on TV shows. So that's my take on The Bachelor. I haven't watched it in God knows how long, but it's just I I always hear about it and I see it on TikTok. I'm like, how the fuck is this real? It's so crazy to me. Because I, yeah, like I, for example, like Shari and Javen getting engaged, like they were together before. They had like a foundation. Like that makes sense. Getting engaged on a TV show. Like other people like Kristen and Julian, they had a foundation. They knew each other. They'd been dating forever. Like that makes sense to me getting engaged on a TV show. Like you have a foundation, you know each other. But like meeting someone three weeks ago and then getting engaged and like like getting down on one knee, being like, I want to spend the rest of my living days till the day I fucking die. I want your dad to walk you down the aisle to me. And I met you 21 days. Like that's insane to me. Am I alone here? Because <laughs> I feel like I'm alone here. And I feel like there should be more people over in my area on this page. And I, I just, I had Maybe I'm at I'm speaking to the wrong audience because I think a lot of you guys love love and love reality TV, but I just I don't know how the fuck that show's real. It really boggles my mind, honestly. Okay, what else? Outlander, you guys. <laughs> if you have not seen that show, shit's crazy. First off, it's based on a book. So I need to go back and read the book. But you guys, this chick, I'm not even going to go too far into it, but she's literally traveling back in time through these freaking like stones. Okay. These like magical fucking stones. This girl, she accidentally like travel. So she travels back in time. God, how am I going to explain this? We're going to get a little weird with the recap. Okay. So dude, number one, what should we call him? original husband okay original husband she's in present time very much in love okay or you think they're very much in love but it still seems a little off okay I'm not gonna lie original husband still seems a little bit off but like they're in love and they're happy and like everything's great she accidentally travels back in time through these freaking stones okay and it's a struggle okay because shit's like back in the olden days okay it's like crazy there's like diseases like it's not a time where you wanted to be alive. Okay. There's like battle war, R-A-P-E. I mean, it's like, it's not cute. It's not a time that I would thrive in. Okay. Meets this guy, Jamie. 
new husband, okay? This is the real deal. This is some real fucking love, okay? I'm talking like ride or die, like real, true, once in a lifetime love, like the type of love like everybody deserves and everybody wishes and hopes and dreams for. They go through some like fucked up shit together, always get through it, always stay by each other's side, okay? This is like her new life. She's forgotten about original husband in the future, okay? She's like, fuck that shit. She's like all in with the new husband. They're like making babies. She has a family, okay? She's like full on in this fucking life. Long story short, she accidentally fucking goes back through the stones again. I actually think it was on purpose because there was this big battle, like a historical battle, actually, that in the future she reads about and she sees her name and her new husband's name in the history books and like museums and stuff. But I think what happened is there was a big battle and like because she knew how the battle would end because she's from the future she was they were like trying to change the future basically and it ended up where like nah they were gonna lose this battle so the new husband jamie was like you gotta get out of here and save yourself like and our unborn child because she was like pregnant so i think that's why she went back into the future back to original husband when she gets back to original husband shit's not the same okay because she actually met the true love of her life and like it's just it's no competition okay even though she loved original husband Ain't no competition now because she met the one that she's actually supposed to be with. She's pregnant with this child. She had to leave him back 600 years ago, whenever the hell it was. And she's like devastated. She's fucked up. And she like tells him what happened because she's she'd been missing for a long time. Okay. And he basically is like, okay, like I hear you. I get it. But like now you're here. You can't go back. So what do you want to do? Like, you can stay with me. I'll provide for you and I'll treat the baby like it's my own. And like, honestly, like stand up guy, go original husband. So he does that. Okay. He's an incredible husband. He's an incredible father. He's kind of accepted that she's never going to love him the way that she loves new husband, Jamie. And he raises their daughter like their own and it's great and blah, blah, blah. Well, guess what? The little girl grows up. Now they're older. Okay. So Claire, who's the girl, by the way, she's now older. Her daughter is now older. It's so wild because she looks exactly fucking like new husband Jamie, who's still back in like Ireland fighting for his life 600 fucking years ago. And somehow she's going back in these stones back in time. You guys, she keeps going back in time in these stones. And I'm just saying I could go on and on, but this show's crazy. If you haven't seen it, <laughs> it's it's a trip, okay? It also has some pretty wild, like, dark scenes, too. So, trigger warning on that, but great show. I've heard the book is even better, and now I kind of need to read the book. But, obviously, I just said I've got, like, a lot of books that I'm trying to read. But that's a great show. Highly recommend. Really wild. This girl loves this man so much. She's traveling back in time through stones to get him. Literally stones, you guys. It's, like, like what is that? Oh my God. I'm going to sound like a moron. Stonehenge. No, I'm not going to sound a moron because it just came to me right then. You know, Stonehenge, it's kind of like that vibe. It's like stones in a circle and she goes, she's just traveling back in time for this dude. That's the kind of love you need. You guys, someone that will literally travel back in time to the freaking worst time in history to go get you. So yeah, that's Outlander. Um, Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. I recently, um, I recently watched it as an adult. I haven't seen it in a long time. You guys, it's a great movie. It's really fucking good. Um, 
one funny, funny part that freaking killed me. One of the girls, the the character that Alexis Bledel plays, she is from Greece. Like her family's from Greece and she goes for the summer to visit Greece. And one day she's like, it's like a, it's Greece is like by the ocean or whatever. It's like an ocean town. So she's on the dock, like reading a book and long story short, there's like this guy, he's in a boat right there. It's his boat. And obviously the connection is like immediate. Okay. It's clear. Like they feel something for each other. They just met, but it's like the vibes are right. And she's like very in him. She's giggly. She's smiley. They spent, they spend like the whole day together, like by the ocean on the water. Like it's so freaking cute. She goes home and like she's all giggly it's like obvious like something happened to her because she's like freaking grinning to herself so they start asking her like "Ooh, like all these like greek moms okay it's like the aunts the cousins the grandma everyone they're like oh my god like tell us like you look so happy like this is so exciting da, 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 da. she tells them the name of the boy that she met all of them lose their shit Women are crying. They're leaving the room. It's like not good. Okay, her face drops. She. It's literally like someone just died. Okay, the air is like taken out of the room. Everybody's freaking out. Her grandma literally looks her in the eyeballs and is like, "Your grandfather would die if he knew this." And she was dead ass serious. The girl Alexis Bledel, I forget her character's name. She doesn't even know what to say because she's like low key, like love at first sight with this man. And it was fucking funny, you guys. It, that, that was really anticlimactic. But I'm just saying, great movie. Watch it as an adult. That's one thing that I've noticed lately. I've been watching a lot of movies that I haven't seen for a long time. Like, I watched them when they first came out and I was, like, a kid. They hit different as an adult, okay? Which I'm going to save the last movie where the, that little phrase I just said, they hit different as an adult, really comes into play. Because, yeah, there was a movie I watched recently that fucking changed my life. (laughs) And when I watched it as a little kid, it did not change my life. But before I mention that movie, you guys, the Hostel movies, I just need to say something. So I've already talked about how, like, scary movies are not for me. It's not my vibe. I'm not into it. There's only a very few scenarios that I'll watch a scary movie. Number one a guy I'm into wants to watch a scary movie and it's like I'm just stoked to be there I just want to cuddle and like be scared and be like oh my god like this is so cute and then like make out okay that's one reason why I'll I'll watch a scary movie number two my dad is very much into horror movies so like if I'm spending time with my family and like they want to watch a scary movie like I'll do it for the fam okay (laughs) always do it for the fam number three If I, for whatever reason, start watching a scary movie and the plot is just, like, so freaking good that I have to know how it ends, that's another reason why I will watch it. But for the most part, I'm not a scary movie person. And one of the biggest reasons behind that is I have a very large and vivid imagination. Okay? Like, very, very much so. And one set of movies that, like, has honestly destroyed me And I haven't even fucking seen the movies. I just, this is what I'm talking about, my imagination. I've just seen the trailer and I know the concept, okay? And I've like heard about different scenes in it from friends. The hostel movies, you guys, I want to travel. That's like my thing. Like I want to start like building up my savings and I want to travel for a while and I want to like go everywhere. 
And some of my friends have recommended like different hostels that are like amazing. Okay. They've got like five star reviews. They have like freaking Instagrams, TikToks. They're like great, like incredible reviews. Like there's absolutely no freaking reason why I should be nervous to stay in these hostels in like Europe. But this freaking movie has fucked me up for life. Okay. I literally, every time I hear the word hostel, I just think about like young hot people checking in hostels on fun vacations and then getting tortured and cut up into freaking little pieces. And that's all I can think about. And it's tainted me forever. And yeah, dude, the hostel movies haven't even seen them. Just imagine them. Just know what happens. And I literally, it's fucked up the word hostel for me. Like a hundred thousand percent. I don't know if anyone else is like that. But literally, these movies have destroyed hostels for me. Like, 100%. Like, I'm, it's like a stigma now. I'm, like, trying to get past it. Like, hostel is not a bad thing, okay? Like, I literally have friends that have stayed. Like, they're nice as hell. Like, some of these hostels are, like, they're not even cheap, okay? Like, they're, like, nice as fuck. Like, you can even get private rooms. Like, you don't even have to share a room with people. But this movie has really put a damper on on the hostile situation for me and I'm trying to conquer it and that's all I have to say about that movie never gonna watch it absolutely the hell not Ooh, nah not for me not cute imagination way too big I'm the type of person you guys where I when I watch scary movies like that like torture and shit like I have such a big imagination where I can like vividly imagine like what that whole experience would be like would feel like the fear like and it will haunt me for the rest of my fucking life like I'll never get it out of my mind so I just have to protect my little mind my little imagination crazy mind and like not subject myself to that shit like I haven't even seen the movie and I'm scarred for life okay it's a problem it's a, it's a real problem okay so the movie that really hit different as an adult you guys, if you have not seen Jerry Maguire as an adult right now, that's the, the next movie that you need to watch. You need to take time this week and watch it. I might watch it again tonight. It is so good. And like the message is so good. And it's just it just really fucking hit different as an adult. It's about this like this sports agent who's like emotionally unavailable as fuck and yeah you just have to watch it it's that's all I'm gonna say I'm not even gonna recap it I'm not even gonna give anything away but I recently watched it for the first time as like a full-blown adult the last time I watched it I had to have been a kid and also it funny story the kid the little boy in it who says like how much does the human head weigh Johnny Lipnicki, he's like one of my really good friends. <laughs> so we actually like went to high school together. He played water polo with my brothers. He was like, he's like been to my house in North Hollywood. He's like hooked up with one of my roommates. Like me and Johnny, like he's a, he's a real one. Like he's a really, really good guy. So that was another reason why I watched it because I was like, oh, Johnny, like I've, I've never watched him in this movie. Like I've watched him in like Stuart Little but I never really paid attention to him and Jerry Maguire because he was so little. It's freaking bizarre seeing him in it. But I think that was a reason why I watched it. I was like bored the other day. I was like, oh, like, let me see this. I need to see what Johnny was like. And yeah, dude, um, Jerry Maguire, gotta watch it. That's all I'm gonna say. It's like, it's really a good one. It, it will make you think about life and love and just relationships and just you only live once, you know? It just really... 10 out of 10 movie it might have just irked its way 
not irked. That's not the right word. I don't know, but it might have just made it into my top five movies. Like, it's so fucking good. And I think that's how we're going to end today's episode, you guys. So this was just a lot of rambling per usual. I hope you guys are enjoying it on your commute, in the gym. This is Monday night. This is going to go up Tuesday at midnight. Tomorrow, Tuesday, you guys, I have a few amazing things happening. I am recording a new episode of It's Tempting with Aaron. I'm going to be talking to that surprise guest that we're going to have on It's Tempting. And that is a phone conversation I can't fucking wait for. And you guys also, you don't know it yet, but you guys can't wait for it either. And I think this is a really good little cliffhanger that we're going to leave off on. So if you guys don't follow my living room couch on Instagram, please go do that. I'm trying to get some written reviews on Apple Podcasts. So please go to Apple Podcasts, leave a five-star review. If you like the pod, leave a review. Um, I'm just trying to get a little bit more traction to this podcast now that this is my full-time gig. And that's it, you guys. I love you all. Have an incredible week. And I'm going to do my very best to have another episode next Monday. And yeah, I'm going to go rage my face off in Miami this weekend. Everybody pray for me because pretty much everyone that I tell that it's my first time to Miami, they all have the same reaction. They're like, oh, shit's going to get crazy. You're going to lose friends. You're going to like leave with no dignity. (laughs) I'm like, okay, shit, you guys. Like I've kind of been in the party scene for a minute now. Like I don't know if it's really going to kill me like that. And they're like, no, it will kill you. So everyone pray for me. And that's about it. Have a great week, you guys. Love you all. Bye.